Hey everybody, welcome to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Akron. Um, You know, today is October 23rd, 2021, and I just want to thank Anchor, Spotify, everybody who's listening in all 48 states and 125 countries worldwide, and the organizers of the Polyglot Conference, uh, Agnes Belker and uh, Richard Simcock. For, you know, putting on a, a great conference, um, I enjoyed myself immensely. Um, there's a lot for me to say in this episode, but before I get to that, I want to um, say, please follow me. Please rate. Give me a review, a written one. Uh, I really appreciate it because um, all the ratings and the reviews, they will help me grow. And I really want to get to 195 countries, and I still need to get Wyoming and Idaho, and I will have all of the United States listening to me. Um, I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to put out as many episodes as I would want to. You know, I've, life has gotten in the way. Um, you know, I've, had, I've dealt with some, you know, personal issues of losing friends and, 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 and certain people I care about over the past year and a half now, and a lot of it's gotten to me. And so I just haven't been as motivated to put out more episodes than I would like to. But I still thank you for sticking with me through all this because, you know, I mean, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And the Polyglot Conference was that light for me for the past nine days or so. Yes, I did encounter some technical issues, and I want to thank Richard Simcott for not giving up. And I'm glad that we were able to figure out how to fix the technical problems that were being had on the site. And I was glad that I was able to help um, Christina Palmer. Hi, Christina. Uh, Here's a shout out for you. Um, She's speaking at her first polyglot conference this year. Uh, She is uh, a um, blind um, woman from Kentucky here in the States who um, loves helping people learn Braille and... um, you know, languages. So, um, shout out to Christina. And, you know, I, I have to say, um, not everything is going to be 100% workable every year. And this is the second year. So evidently I, I assume like many others that when I logged into the conference, I was, it was going to be like it was before the, the, the setup. Actually, it was totally different, and I want to talk about that because, you know, sometimes you have to be able to change um, your your thinking patterns a little bit and how you you adjust to um, formats changing on a site. And sometimes, you know, stuff is going to be labeled. Sometimes things aren't going to be labeled. Thank God for Richard. Um, he was able to send me an email telling me what, what form fields were what so I can put the correct information so I can um, log in independently. Um, you know, I was having difficulty with that, but I, I was able to, to figure it out. I think the one thing that really was a little unnerving, and it wasn't anyone's fault in particular because this isn't something that people could, you know, really um, – be prepared for is, you know, to have technical difficulties where 
you click on a room and you're trying to get into a room to talk to someone and you can't because they want you to have a member login and it, there was a lot of technical glitches on um, the Zoom platform this year that wasn't. And then on top of that, there was a lot of changes to their technical support. And so there was a lot of things that, you know, if you didn't have a live person, you had to go and do it virtually. And let's say you got, you know, um, knocked off of the the chat, you had to start all over again and you weren't going to get the, the same person you had the first time around or even the first two times around, to be honest with you. And I can tell you, Richard has spent like six, seven, eight hours tops dealing with, you know, the technical side of things. And I was, you know, helping him from an accessibility standpoint because, you know, we had a few people that had used screen readers and it was their first convention and they were trying to log in or they were you know one person didn't have any problems you know because they had partial vision so they were able to do it without any assistance there were people like me who had partial vision but was having issue with um you know being able to type in the form field because voiceover wasn't reading it out loud so you know, and then, you know, trying to get in the rooms and it was just a lot of craziness for the first couple of days. But I still managed to watch a lot of um, events, whether they were pre-recorded or they were live. Um, you know, I got to see some of the people I interviewed speak. I got to, you know, hear new people that I've never heard before and, and meet new friends and I even decided this year, you know, I would watch some of the talks after the convention because I wanted to dabble with the language side of things and learn how to speak certain languages, even if it was a beginner, um, you know, language that I've never learned before. Like, for a prime example, I did six days of Georgian, which there's only four million people that speak it in the world. And that's in Georgia, the country of Georgia. And I can be honest with you, it was an amazing, um, you know, situation that I, the teacher was really um, patient and understanding and accommodating. Um, you know, I, I couldn't read the screen, but I did a lot of listening. I did find a basic Georgian course on the Memorize app, and I was able to, you know, uh, revisit some of the vocabulary that we had learned each day and and I learned some basic Georgian in six days and I mean okay the first day it was me um you know learning how to say hello and how are you and I'm fine and thank you and goodbye and little things of that nature and then I kind of progressed to saying I am so Chanel and I am from here and I speak this and you know if that was all I learned. That was more than what I started with, which was zero. And myself and Richard and Kate Deans and a whole bunch of other people, we all went into this, you know, um, wanting to try something different. And we tried a language from scratch, you know, and it was a little taste, you know, it was six hours worth. But for the other remaining five hours, it was at 6 a.m. every morning, Eastern Standard Time, and I would be up. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 
I was there and I said I was going to see this through and I did that. You know, and I was very satisfied with what little I had, you know, um, learned in regards to speaking Georgian. Um, I also did a Welsh lesson where I learned some Welsh and some some Tahitian. I also did some, I dived into a Hindi um, group, uh, let's see, Greek, but we did more talking about Greek than we did speaking Greek, um, you know, some Thai, some Japanese, some Cantonese, and I mean, like, if you don't use it, you will lose it to some extent, it will be dormant in the back of your hand, and that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I was excited about wanting to do a Tibetan course, but um, due to scheduling situations that was not in anyone's control, um, the Tibetan course and the um, um, teacher who was supposed to teach it uh, wasn't available yesterday, so we didn't get to do that, but... um, you know, I did about, you know, I did some Swahili, um, you know, um, it was, it was an amazing, you know, situation. I, um, listened to, um, Bianca Pinto talk about English, the English language, and, you know, that there's more than seven countries that English is spoken in, um, you know, and that, um, people who, you know, have accents, they should be appreciated for the fact that they do have an accent because, you know, they're still speaking English regardless if they're from Latin America or different parts of Europe, whether it's, um, Vostok Europa, Eastern Europe, Ely, um, Zapat Europa, Western Europe, which is in Russian you know, Asia, um, whatever the country is where, you know, um, people are learning English or they already know it, um, and that all English dialects should be embraced, not just English from the UK or American English or Canadian English, and I, I do happen to agree with that. Um, her presentation was, was really good, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, earlier today, I listened to Ellen Joven talk about her um grammar table experience of you know she just took a table outside with a with a stool and some books and created a sign like the year like in 2020 2019 2020 somewhere around there and she just wanted to see what would happen if she sat there and people came up to her and started talking about all languages and having to deal with grammar and it became so popular that she went all over the country doing this, her and her husband, while they ran their own company um, to teach business English and technical English to people online. And, um, you know, she's coming out with a book next year based off of this experience. And it was kind of cool to know she hit Toledo, Ohio <laughs> last year before the pandemic hit. And... Um, her her talk was really interesting. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that Judith Meyer and Stephen Krashen were speaking yesterday about um, comprehensible input and 
you know, um, learning languages and, you know, is it, is it good to, um, you know, learn languages with, with materials that, you know, are of interest to you versus going to a school and doing it, um, you know, and they both talked about, you know, their approaches to doing it and, um, you know, it was, it was good to hear, um, uh, Stephen Krashen talk about, you know, his, his experiences with learning languages in school and out of it and, you know, how he likes to read lots of books and do a lot of listening and, you know, um, you'd have created her script hacking series in several languages, which is like bestseller and, you know, how she enjoys learning, you know, um, using particular courses and, and methods and, and finding material that, you know, she's interested in and, you know, spending time with the language um, in order to, you know, connect with the people and, and, and the culture, which is really awesome. And then, you know, we had Emmanuel and Steve Kaufman and Richard Simcut talking about the different scripts of a language and how valuable that is to learn a language through a, a script. And, you know, is it important to know the script in the beginning? Um, you know, and I actually have to agree, it, it is good for you to know the alphabet in the beginning so you'll be able to know how to read and write in that particular script, whether it's print or whether it's braille, um, because, you know, it gives you a foundation to go by, you know, and you get to um, familiarize yourself with how the the words are laid out whether it's kanji kanakana hiragana or whether it's you know vietnamese or mandarin or or cantonese or indonesian or thai you know and thai is like one of the hardest alphabets there are out there because it's like 44 you know letters and um but they they all had their different approaches on on when they you know would use a script how important that is depending on what language it is so forth and so on and i really enjoyed that talk i also enjoyed you know tim keeley and um lindsey williams when they talk about rare and indigenous languages that, that you can't find resources for just like warani that lindsey had um learned a couple years ago and I mean, she just had a Duolingo course and she had like a small like site that she found and that was her materials. Like she didn't have any other materials because there weren't any to be provided for because the language is so rare. It wasn't until she went over to Latin America where Guarani is spoken and she took a course for a week at a school where they teach Guarani and she just, you know, went full throttle with it, got some books, some more resources before she left that country. And, you know, um, she, she's able to speak it now because, you know, she, she utilized what information she had, um, in order to be able to learn it. And as far as Tim Keeley is concerned, well, okay. (laughs) I don't even know where to start with him because, He's one of those people where he knows so many different languages from all over the world, especially Asia. 
and and um, Slavic languages, and along with Romance languages as well. But in particular, you know the um, Asian languages and the Poli and Tibetan and Sherpa, and you know I mean it it just it his story about how he you know, acquired some of these languages back in the day when there was no internet, you know, um, you know, having to have a tourist or a guide of some kind, um, you know, go with him in certain places and him learning Mari and, and, you know, that there wasn't that many people speaking certain languages that were, you know, um, in the Himalayas near Everest and um you know that there were different dialects and you know 90% of the people were starting to speak more Nepali than their own language and you know how, how that was affecting the population and I mean it was just amazing some of the things that he had to say about you know um finding resources and that sometimes there really wasn't that many resources if any and you just have to just go in it and dive in like head first, you know. It, it yeah, it, I I really enjoyed that for the most part. Um, and then you know, Lindy Botis and um, Biddy Lewis had discussed about you know language learning, work life balance, learning the language while you're working, whether you have your own business like Benny does or you're teaching or you're working for a company as a designer um, and like in regards to Lindy and what she does for a living uh, alongside of having her YouTube channel and and um, you know learning the languages that she's currently learning um, it you know I enjoyed the fact that you know um, they they gave you know, some really honest feedback about how, you know, it's okay that you fall off the wagon sometimes and, you know, when you're learning a language and that you don't need to be perfect and, you know, um, sometimes it's good to have some type of structuralized system where you can hold yourself accountable whether you use a planner or a journal or whether you use the um, Pomodoro um, um, method, where it's like 25 minutes worth of studying, 25 minutes not studying, or 10 minutes and you go back to it. You know, you do brief spurts of, you know, studying in order to be able to get the information, like in the case of Benny, um, you know, or, you know, you find groups or games or whatever it is that's going to suit your fancy in order for you to be able to learn that language and, and keep that language alive in your head. You know, um, it, it's, it's good when you can have, and they both said this, you know, like an italki lesson in order to be able to hold yourself accountable for that one hour of language speaking practice. You know, because if you don't have that happening, you know, you're going to digress from it. And one day is going to be one day. And then it's going to go to two and three and five and seven and ten and a month and three months. And you don't want that because, 
you know, you want to be able to be consistent. And it is at your own pace and whatever method that you use. And, you know, I mean, you can't do everything. You're not Superman or Superwoman. No pun intended, of course. But, you know, you're, you're, you know, the whole work-life balance, you have to have time for yourself mentally. You have to have time for yourself physically and sleep-wise. So if you're someone like me that likes to learn early in the morning or late at night, that, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, if you like to do it in the afternoon, you know, that's fine too. Whatever fits your schedule, that's what you have to do for you and your language learning. Um, you know, I really enjoyed that for the most part. I enjoyed, um, the fact that there were more language rooms that were, um, ran by italki professionals and that, you know, um, You had a range of languages from Welsh to Swahili to Thai to Hindi and Greek and German, French, Spanish, Dutch, Swedish, Norwegian, um, Danish, Bass, um, you know, Tagalog. It, it just, it was an amazing um, way to see the languages were scheduled so it was an hour each and I really enjoyed it I mean Vietnamese was in there Cantonese and Mandarin and Japanese and and you know I I really enjoyed that because last year we had rooms that were based off of whatever languages you were speaking you went in there whatever language was being spoken you you either spoke it or you listened (laughs) now it was a little bit more structured which actually does um, help people, you know, figure out what, you know, where they fit, you know. Um, and I, I did that. They had Hungarian this year, too. And I really have to say, I enjoyed um, that immensely. They even had Esperanto as well. So, I mean, they had a lot of languages from all over the world covered even languages that are more lesser known languages like Maori, um, Indonesian, Hungarian. Um, and I mean, it was, it was a great thing. They even had, um, Arabic as well this year, which was great. Um, I kind of liked that. That was something that was, um, good to see. Um, you know, they have pre-recorded um, events as well, just in case the person, the presenter couldn't be there. Um, and also, they had the live recording, so you can participate in the live um, speeches that the presentation, the presenters were giving. And then, you know, as they were doing their speeches and everything, we were able to watch that in real time, wherever you were around the world. And then, you know, they were able to record it, stop recording and put that in the Saturn room for people to watch later on at their leisure, which was great. You know, so you, if you missed one, you didn't have to worry about it because it was being recorded. They let you know that it was going to be recorded. You had the right to either be in the room if you wanted to be recorded or not. It was, it was a great thing. I really liked it a lot. Um, to say the least, I also have to say that, you know, um, 
it I I got to reconnect with old friends. I got to connect with new people I had never like met before. And my good friend Olga Kova, um, who is a um, blind um, pianist and organist, and she's oh my god, that woman speaks almost eighteen languages. And and I'm gonna be honest, like she doesn't get any of these languages mixed up at all. I mean, like, I was in rooms where she was having conversations in Swedish, Norwegian, Danish, Dutch, Spanish, German, Italian, French, English, Bulgarian is her first language because she's Bulgarian, um, Czech, and she was speaking in um, Russian as well. I mean, I just, I just skimmed, you know... Um, some of the languages that she has spoken at the conference. And I mean, she was actually, you know, in these rooms as a moderator. And she was doing, you know, holding these rooms down herself. And having conversations with multiple people in the target language. Not breaking into English one time. And it was an amazing thing to see. Um, so kudos to Olga. And, um, you know... She she also plays um, the organ and the piano, and she also sings in all these different languages as well. So, you know, she's just multi-talented. Her and um, Tamara Marie talked about their love for music and their love for languages and how they got into learning languages through music and how it changed their life. And... You know, I mean, that's how Tamara Marie became a language coach and created the podcast show Spanish Con Salsa, which you can find on Spotify, Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else where podcasts are. Um, I I will say that I really did enjoy this. I mean, it's it's been a great convention so far, a great conference. Um, you know, we have one more day left and Christina Palmer is going to be talking about Braille tomorrow and literature, how, you know, languages are learned through literature and Braille. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Olga's going to close out the conference with, um, a piano recital, which is great. And, you know, we get to hear closing remarks from, um, Richard and Anna and Anya and um you know it's it's just been a great you know going on 10 days and I have to say that I really did enjoy the conference um we there might have been some technical snags in the beginning but overall it was a great conference and I I have to say I uh I, I just <laughs> um Makaloba which means thank you in, in, in Georgian, you know, um, because, you know, without you guys listening and supporting the show, following me, please give me a rating and review. I really need it. It helped me grow. I need to get back up to 5.0. So if you guys can help me out and get me to 195 countries and get the last two states, Wyoming and Idaho, that'd be great. You know, I'm hoping to um, have more people um, for interviews before the end of the year. Um, I will probably take my first break um, this year, um, 
probably for Christmas going into New Year's and then come back for New Year's um, with some more episodes. Um, and like December, because I've been doing this nonstop since the 3rd of May 2018. And I haven't had a break yet. And so I don't want to get complete burnout. So um, I let you guys know in advance I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks in the middle of December to the beginning of January. <laughs> but uh, before that, I will be bringing more episodes and I will um, talk to you guys about, you know, how I like Georgian, you know, what I thought about it in more detail um, in another episode. But yeah, this conference was amazing. Thank you to Richard. Um, and Anya and everybody. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody at the conference. You guys rock. Thank you to all the speakers. Um, you guys rock. Um, and remember, language learning is a journey. It's not a race. Enjoy it. You don't need to learn a language in 24 hours or a week or a month or three months. You can take as long as you want with it. It's your process. The only person you need to impress is yourself and no one else. Do not think that you need to, you know, have imposter syndrome because you really don't. I mean, I suffer from that myself. Trust me. You know, and and I've come to understand that my own language journey is my own. And if I learn, if it takes me four years to learn a language, so be it. As long as I'm enjoying the process. And I hope you guys enjoy the process in this podcast. And I will be back in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast sometime next week. Um, and, you know, I just want to say, Makaloba. Nevardish. Which means thank you and goodbye in Georgian. Bye.